0: Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is a show where we bring you interesting guests who awaken you to new opportunities and help you have a successful life and business. But first, let me introduce co-host Kathleen from down the road in Waterloo, Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Peter. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to go to our website, theyackingshow.com, click on the contacts tab and fill out a very quick application form. We would love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Her name is Consuelo Munoz. Hello, Consuela. Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: Thank you. It's so great to be on with both of you. I'm excited to be a part of this podcast.
1: Oh, it's our privilege. You are the founder of Own Your Confidence. Uh, You help entrepreneurs increase their focus, finish what they start, and achieve their goals. And we'll dive into that in just a moment. But first, can you tell our audience a little bit about your background, and what made you embark on this particular career path?
2: Yeah, so for my background, I started in corporate, like I'm, I'm sure you've had other folks on uh, that started in corporate. And, you know, the day came and it was time to leave. Okay, they told me to leave, but still, I left. And um, before that, I knew that if I ever had the opportunity to be in business for myself, I wanted to be a Gallup certified strength coach. Yeah. And when the opportunity came, I, I went after that and went out on my own, got my certification, been doing strength coaching officially with the certification since uh, 2018 and just love um, being in my, in my own, you know, on my own, in my business and um, bringing strengths to people in all different ways.
0: Excellent. Very good. Wow. Yes, we hear what you're saying. Both of us spent time in the corporate world as well and, uh, and certainly branched out on our own. Consuelo, on your website and in talking to you, uh, you mentioned something which makes me laugh. It's called the shiny object syndrome. And I've certainly been guilty <laughs> excuse me, of falling for that one. So perhaps it's a two-part question. Perhaps you can tell our audience a little bit more about it, but you also have um, a simple strategy of 10 simple techniques to help people get over that. Could you expand on that a bit?
2: Yeah, so shiny object syndrome. Squirrel, right? (laughs) A lot of us taste this. So I've read a statistic that says 9 out of 10 business owners say that they have uh, suffered from shiny object syndrome in their business journey. Mm-hmm. And I know if you're like me, part of me is like, okay, good. It's not just me. But then part of me is like, really, number 10? Really? Are you fibbing? Like I feel like I feel like 10 probably is fibbing. But shiny object syndrome and entrepreneurs, we we're more likely to be distracted by shiny objects. And what are we saying when we say shiny objects, right? Shiny object syndrome. Um, that is when you, you, you're on a task and something new comes up or a new training or a new software, something that you're like, oh, I have to quick do this. And you abandon what you're currently working on. But then while you're doing that new thing, something else new comes along and you're constantly jumping from new thing to new thing, right? There's many reasons we do this. Um, You know, some FOMO, depending on what kind of, you know, entrepreneur you are and what kind of, what your personality is, can depend on what kind of things that you might chase from, you know, signing up from all the networking events, but not leaving yourself time to actually do any follow-up, it's those new softwares getting in those beta tests that could be what you're you're going for if you want to be on that cutting edge you could just have random business ideas that you think are going to be the the idea that you go chasing um or you may fall into the trap of thinking i can just do all of it and get it all done and so you have you know 12 plus projects going at any time and and you get to the point where you're completely overwhelmed mm-hmm. And, and once you're overwhelmed, that's it, you pull back. And anytime you pull back or you shift focus, that is a hit to your momentum. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're stalling your business. You're stalling your success when you're not moving forward. And so I want to work with folks to make sure that they can move forward at a steady pace and learn ways to, we're not going to, we're not going to get rid of shiny object syndrome and and that's part of what makes us amazing entrepreneurs but how can we be sure. in charge of it versus mm-hmm. it being in charge of us right right and you have some
1: tips though you have some techniques on
2: yeah so tips so we have the you know 10 simple techniques to defeat shiny object syndrome for entrepreneurs and i really want to talk about the four that i think are most important which i've developed mm-hmm. into my process the gear process like it's time to get your tail and gear. Get it, tail, squirrel. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so gear, goals. We've got two kinds of goals, y'all. We've got those long term goals. I call it your anchoring goal. That's your you know your 10, 15 year something, you know, down the road goal. And then you have your short-term goals. What are you going to do next year? What is that big step you're going to take that gets you closer to that long-term of that anchoring goal? And those are really important. I know if, if, if you've been in business at any length of time, you've seen some kind of goal-setting session where um, they want you to set your goals and it's like, okay, how much do you want to make next year? All right, so you divide that by 12. And if you're charging this much per client, that means you need this many new clients every month. And, and that to me is just math, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we, we did a calculation, great. But it's not enough to drive me. It's not enough for me to keep focused on one thing before I want to jump to those shiny new objects. So for me, your goal has to be something that has a strong emotional, positive emotional uh, effect when you read it. When you read it, you should feel like, yes, it should feel so important to you that it is more important than any other thing that could come up. And that is what we need to work with. Tweak those goals, make them that there's something. And then the other thing is that clear direction. Because if you're having a new business idea, even while you're sleeping, any one of those could make the money that you need. So you need to know where do you want to go? Like, What is that direction? In order to evaluate your ideas, which is our next step, evaluate ideas. And I say every idea because you have this idea and that idea and any one of those ideas could be good. They could be something you should do. Like for me, maybe I should start a podcast, but maybe I shouldn't, right? Like what, what should I do? So when we say evaluate every idea, I'm talking about evaluating that against your goal for the year. I call it your gig you guys your ginormous impact goal that's your short term that's your yearly goal and you're evaluating your idea so you want to know is this idea going to help me with that goal it can it help me right now and i and i we have this impact board where we store them and we want to decide if it's going to help me with my goal that's an action if it's a brilliant idea but it's not going to help me with my goal or it's going to take a lot of money and time and it's not the right time for it. That's a distraction. Now I've removed the idea. I'm not thinking about it anymore. I've stored it on my impact board and it's sitting there. So I don't touch it. Like no, no touching, no money, no time and no effort, but I still have it, but I'm not thinking about it anymore. And then of course, we got to have some accountability everybody's favorite, right? Okay, I know it's not. It's not everybody's favorite. But when accountability is done right, it can really make the difference in you staying focused long enough to get to that reward. And that's where we come in at the end, rewards. Creating your own personal accountability system and then creating your own reward system. Because if we're talking about a year a year of goals or even, even you know, nine month or a nine month, nine, 90 day goal. It's going to take a little bit before you start seeing that goal achieved. And so if you can reward yourself, celebrate those small wins, that's when you're going to stay on the path and stay focused to achieve your goal. So that are the, those are the most important things I feel like. Um, that we need to focus on if we really want to stay on the path. And and I like to say, if it's not fun, it's not going to get done. And we want to make sure that staying on the path to your goal is more fun and exciting that that new shiny uh, thing that whether it's sophomore training or whatever it is, that's that could be that next thing that you jump to.
1: Great. Wow. As part of your services you offer, confidence coaching, team building, et cetera. Can you tell us more about each of these services that you offer?
2: So as a strength coach, um, I think knowing your strengths is really important. Mm -hmm. And I think that knowing your strengths helps you determine what is your long-term goal? What is your vision? You know, they they talk a lot about um, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life, Right. right? We've all heard that, right? Sure but it's a lot harder to figure that out than it is to say that quote, right? Like we, we hear that quote and they always show some like, you know, really fit person climbing mountains or something. And I'm like, but I don't, I'm not going to climb mountains. Like, how do I figure out what my thing is? And I feel like using your strengths, what do you enjoy doing? What are you passionate about? What is, what gives you purpose that helps you figure out, where you should be playing. And that helps you figure out what that long-term goal is. So that's where we really got to start. Now, as far as teams, so important for teams, having a, a consistent language that you can all use to talk about your strengths, to talk about what each person can bring in the best way to the team, so important in having a team function in a positive and effective And productive way. And so that is what I use when I'm working with teams. um, When I'm working with individuals, you know, we all chase whether we're a small, you know, a solopreneur up, you know, to corporate, we can all get distracted and chase shiny things. Using strengths can help us get focused and understand each other in a way that it makes the team work better. So imagine um, if, if you've ever been on a team where You know, we've got this new task coming up, a new thing that has to happen, a new project. And well, you know, Bob's been here the longest. Bob should do the project. What if that project involves um, going out and getting information from a lot of people? But Bob really lacks relationship building strengths. He's going to struggle with this task. So instead of doing by... You know, who's been here the longest, or who, you know, figure out who does what best and let them do what they do best more and more each day. And that's when your team is really going to be a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. As far as the other things, I work with individuals, um, bring them into my group programs, um, one on one coaching around, you know, chasing those shiny objects. How can you be more focused? How can you use your strengths to figure out a stronger goal? And how can you use all of that to help bring in your focus while providing accountability and rewards for the folks that are in my groups?
0: Mm. Mm, Interesting. So I think I know the answer. I think we've covered it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, Is there one single thing other than shiny object syndrome that holds most of your clients back? Is there one thing?
2: Is there one thing, you know, for me, Obviously, you know, you guys have figured it out by now. I'm a bit of a strengths nerd. So, and there isn't to me one strength that's better than another. But what is important is for people to understand what their strengths are mm-hmm. and to use those with purpose. The same thing, you know, as far as chasing the shiny object syndrome, which can make us amazing entrepreneurs. It's being in control of our strengths Instead of letting them control us. So when we're not aware of what our strengths are, we can just like lean into them so heavily and get so over the mark that it becomes a weakness. So we need to be using them with purpose for what we want to get done and when we want to, and what strength do I need to call on here for this task or this project. And, and knowing when these are my top strengths, how can I use these strengths in an area that I perceive as a weakness, but also knowing when, you know, a a weakness is not going to become a strength. So when do I delegate? Understanding all those different things can be something that holds people back. Not being aware of what they do best and that it's okay. So many people think it's their weird thing, think it's, you know, and become almost ashamed that they do this thing in a different way. And once you take the strength finder assessment, you take this assessment, you find out like, oh no, this makes me amazing. And they can change how they feel about how they operate Mm -hmm. as as fast as flipping that switch.
1: So I have a question to ask. I just want to jump in um, if I can here, simply because- there are people that are starting up their businesses and they have to do absolutely everything because they can't afford to outsource at the moment. And so they're, they're not using their, well, they're using their strengths for what they want to do, but they're also having to do everything. So it's, you know, they're, it's maybe dragging them down a bit. How do you, what tips would you have for somebody that's just starting a business, but, having to do absolutely everything themselves. And it's just maybe not going
2: to make them a success. So there's a a bit in there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that is the word everything. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you're starting in your business, there's so many things that you need to do that you could do that you should do, Mm -hmm. but we can't do them all at the same time. So we have to pick out and prioritize what are those key things that you have to do to bring success right now. And so that's something we do when we have our action day and and we really look, we've got our goal and we break it down into actions that we're going to take. What are the actions you absolutely have to take? Now with those actions, those things we absolutely have to do. If you feel like, oh, but I really struggle with this um, you know, like accounting for me, right? Like, Oh, I'm struggling with this, but I have to do it right now for myself. So how do I do that? So then we look at what are your strengths and how can you use them in a different way than you, than you first think of them or approach that task in, in that kind of default way, or in the way someone else is telling you to do something. So we use our strengths to figure out how we can use them to to get to what we need to do, and sometimes we're never going to be amazing at that thing, right? But mm. we just have to be good enough, competent enough to complete it. And we and and that awareness really helps. So that's what I would say. When I first started, it was like, okay, you have to be on Instagram, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Pinterest, LinkedIn, do a podcast. You know, you should write a book, all the things. Oh my gosh, we get so overwhelmed so easily on all the things we could do. And some of the things we know we should do that we can get easily distracted and bam, overwhelmed. And then we pull back and we're like, oh no, I'm regrouping. I'm figuring out what I'm trying to do. And, and that becomes a cycle, right? Where we're jumping in and we're mm-hmm. jumping out and we're jumping in and we're jumping out. So how do we keep that more even? It's by picking out those those key activities that we have to do right now to bring in the success we need. And if and if you're really struggling with accounting, well, we better figure out the activities to bring in some money right quick so you can hire someone to do it. And And that's what we really need to focus on, those few things, because we can't do everything at the same time. Okay. Right.
1: So on your website, you talk about um, the 4.2.4 4 initiative. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. the So I call it 4 to 4. Okay. 4 to 4. Okay. I know it's, it's, you know, <laughs> okay. reading it is one thing and saying it in my head is All completely right. different, right? So, 4 to 4, I have a confidence program that I use with women. And this isn't really around shiny object syndrome. It's really just about helping women be more confident. And it is the um, complete confidence makeover. And one of the things with the initiative 424 is that for every four women who pay to join in the complete confidence makeover, I will bring in four women who are having confidence issues, either from a cancer group that I'm working with or um, sheltered. uh, homes for women and bring them in and give them the same program that the four women who've paid for
1: oh, that wow. is the four
2: to four i want so for every wow. four women oh
1: that's amazing or more
2: women get to get to en- enjoy enjoy that confidence makeover good for you my goodness mm,
0: very good that's
2: wonderful back to you peter sorry
0: <laughs> mm, um Gee, I'm just thinking about how impressive that is. that is. That is excellent. It really is. And tell us about some of the results of the of the women that uh, need some help that, that are the second four of that. So you've got women who've been abused, who've come from shelters, had many problems, and you're helping them build their confidence. What next? How do they go on from there?
2: So, I mean, we work with other groups who, um, you know, as far as like dress for success, I'm not sure if you have that in Canada, but here in the U S dress for success, um, has slightly, um, comfortable business clothes that they can use. And so it's really, um, we work with them to become aware of their strengths and to accept that they're amazing, change their mindset around, um, how they felt in the past, mm-hmm. so they can then confidently go into that job market. Okay. So we, you know, we work with others to get that. And then um, with the program, then they also get a makeover of their person. So we want to work on their confidence as well as their exterior, right? So we get a um, makeup and their hair done Mm -hmm. and they so a makeover and then a headshot is taken as well that they can use on their resume or wherever they're using to um push themselves on social media depending on the roles that they're doing
1: wonderful oh Oh, wow isn't that good that that is amazing that congratulations for doing that consuela it really is needed and I, i had another question for you have the effects of the lockdowns had a greater or lesser impact on women entrepreneurs and business managers
2: over their male counterparts. So you know that is interesting. And I feel like for entrepreneurs, as well as probably women working in corporate, as I have several friends still in corporate, that I, I feel like it has some more affected women. Um Entrepreneurs, I think, are, are affected in a huge way, um, just because they're more tied into that economy than someone who is in a, a you know safe position in a corporate job. Mm-hmm. But with with the slow rise um, to get back into childcare, to um, you know several of those issues, women entrepreneurs just had to do more. I know uh, when we first had the shutdown. First of all, I had to pivot, right? Oh, I have to take a drink. Sorry. That's a rule. <laughs> In my group, if you say the P word, you have to take a drink. But the when we had to do that, <laughs> yeah, and, and my kids had to come home, I found myself wearing my mom hat almost more often than wearing my entrepreneur hat, right? There's making sure they get... Um, get all their homework show up to class on time my kids are older but you know show up what are you doing down here get you know get into class um i became the cafeteria right the the uh students my kids still only had 30 minutes for lunch i don't know if you've ever tried to make your own lunch lunch and eat it in 30 minutes but it can be a challenge right and so yeah you know, I became, you know, I I made a joke about being the cafeteria. I was in charge of making sure the food was ready so they could have it during breaks. And that was fine. But it meant that much less time that I was, you know, at my desk doing my work um, to make sure that we got through that. So I, I feel like because things took a while to go back in, Moms were taking a lot more of uh, the responsibilities of mm-hmm. keeping the house going and the kids going and and having to do work with the kids running around um than necessarily. Now I know I know dads did as well, entrepreneurs that are already working from home, but it just it it tends to more naturally fall to the the women to handle that. Yes, I I agree with you.
0: hmm It it had some beneficial effects, for instance. Kathleen and I were involved in other businesses and, and in something together as well mm-hmm. and then in, in March 2020 we decided to start this podcast um, for two reasons. One one being um, that we had been attending a lot of live network events which you mentioned yourself, suddenly those stopped. So a lot of the Uh, Small businesses, entrepreneurs we supported had no more means of promoting themselves, so we thought, well, let's start a podcast. We started it to help some local businesses, and I was doing a fair bit of public speaking, and overnight, that evaporated, gone gone completely. So we said, let's start this. Uh, We'll do a few episodes, see how it goes, and here we are at over 200. But this would not have happened if it had not been for the lockdown. Uh, so for us, it, it it was good in that respect and difficult in others. And I think lots of people have similar stories um, all over the world because of, of what happened with this. So that was just a little aside. Interesting, your comments, well, and, though, and I carry yeah, on. Yeah, I
2: was just going to add to that as well. I mean, yes, it, I had to, but I got to right? I got to wear my mom hat more often. All of a sudden I, I, I get to see my, you know, I call them babies, they're teenagers, but I get to see them all day, every day. They're trapped with me, if you will. Right. So that had, that did have (laughs) benefits because now I know all, you know, we know all their friends because they're talking to them all the time. Like, who are you talking to? Oh, I'm talking to so-and-so. We really were there for everything and and wacky things happen that wouldn't have had without that. So I feel like it really helped grow my relationship with my boys Mm -hmm. in that way because we're that but as far as an entrepreneur it did it did give me a hit right so there's always a win is you just have to find it
0: right yeah absolutely And, and I think a general observation here many people we've had a housing affordability crisis in many parts of Canada, mm-hmm. and the lockdown enabled many people to move to smaller cities and towns, mm-hmm. uh, more affordable houses, a better lifestyle, because they could now work from home, right? So yeah. there was some pluses there. I, I have what I want. To, I call my burning question, which I've got to ask you, and this is one we, we ask all our successful guests, and you're certainly in that category. So Consuela, in your, in your wide experience, if you look at all the people you've worked with, and even back into your corporate days, Would you say there's one characteristic or mindset or habit that sets successful people apart from those who remain average? And I don't just mean making lots of money. I mean, having, being happy, having a well-balanced lifestyle, is there one thing or is it more complicated than that?
2: So to, to be contrary, and I would say yes and yes, right. Like there is one thing and it is complicated. Um, I, I feel like, Again, strengths nerd here, right? So understanding your strengths can make all the difference in how you see yourself. Um, You know, we were just talking about shutdown and how, you know, it had some things that weren't great, but it had some things that were amazing. Mm -hmm. What you choose out of that situation determines how happy you'll be. So you could either look at something as The worst thing that happened. Oh my gosh, we shut down. Or you could say, Yeah, we shut down and I got to spend more time with my kids. Like knowing that you're choosing, I shouldn't say knowing, but choosing to be happy where you are and with what you have can make all the difference. And when we fail to do that, that's when we can struggle. And for me, the strength aspect for that is just really understanding yourself and knowing what you. Are great at and not worrying about the things that you're not
0: Mm -hmm. very good excellent
1: yes and I think we we were discussing that just the other day Peter it's you know people are so focused on the destination I'll be happy when Mm -hmm. I'll be happy when this happens or that happens but it's it's being happy right now that matters it's it's part of that journey Well said, um, Consuela. So we are running low on time, but how do people contact you?
2: So you can find me on LinkedIn at Consuela Munoz. Or if if you're suffering from that shiny object syndrome and you're on Facebook, you can find my Facebook group, Impact Makers Playground, because we're going to have some fun while we stay focused. Very good.
0: Impact Makers Playground. Impact
2: Makers Playground. Yep.
0: Excellent. And, if, and okay. if you
2: want that guide, if you want the guide, go to defeatos.com and you can get that guide, you know, 10 simple techniques to defeat shiny object syndrome for entrepreneurs.
0: Sorry, what was that website again? Please confirm. Defeat, defeat. Defeat. S-O-S. S-O-S. okay.com. Yes. Great. I will put that on there. And for our audio listeners, that will be in the description for you to find. Wonderful. Thank you, Consuelo.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today, Consuelo. We so appreciated having you. And thank you all once again for tuning into our show. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Goodbye.